The Pendant Shakespeare presents Episode 4 of William Shakespeare's Double Falsehood. Leonora? There, Leonora. My heart. Well, he's a sweeter man, heaven comfort him, as ever these eyes looked on. If he have a mother, I believe, neighbors, she's a woe woman for him at this hour. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why should he haunt these wild, unpeopled mountains where nothing dwells but hunger and sharp winds? His melancholy, sir. That's the main devil, does it? Go to, I fear he has had too much foul play offered him. How gets he meet? Why, now and then he takes our victuals from us, though we desire him to eat and instead of a short grace, beats us well and soundly, and then falls too. Well, I see. Even where the night o'ertakes him. Now will I be hanged, and some fair-snouted skittish woman or other be not at the end of this madness. Well, if he lodged within the sound of us, I knew our music would allure him. How attentively he stood and how he fixed his eyes when your boy sung his love ditty. Oh, here he comes again. (laughs) Let him alone. He wanders strangely at us. Not a word, sirs, to cross him as you love your shoulders. He seems much disturbed. I believe the mad fit is upon him. To his native wilderness. It's a beast too noble to be made the property of man's baseness. What a letter wrote he to his brother. What a man was I. Why, Perseus did not know his seat like me. The Parthian. That rides swift without the rain, matched not my grace and firmness. Shall this lord die when men pray for him? Think you tis meet? Uh, I don't know what to say. Neither I nor all the confessors in Spain can unriddle this wild stuff. I must to court be ushered into grace by a large list of praises ready penned, O devil! But the venomous world is this, when commendations are the baits to ruin. And all these good words were jives and fetters, sir, to keep me bolted there while the false sender played out the game of treachery. Holt, come hither. You have an aspect, sir, of wondrous wisdom. And, as it seems, are traveled deep in knowledge. Have you ever seen the phoenix of the earth, the bird of paradise? In troth, not I, sir. I have, and I have known her haunts, and where she built her spicy nest. Till, like a credulous fool, I shewed the treasure to a friend in trust, and he hath robbed me of her. Trust no friend. Keep thy heart's counsels close. Hast thou a mistress? Give her not out in words, nor let thy pride be wanton to display her charms to view. Love is contagious, and the breath of praise or slight glance has kindled up its flame and turned a friend into a traitor. Tis in proof it has hurt my brain. Now there is some moral in his madness, and we may profit by it. Uh... See? He grows cool and pensive. Go towards him, by, but do not look that way. Alas, I tremble. Oh, my pretty youth. 
Come hither, child. Did not your song imply something of love? Ha, ha. Goes it there? Now, if the boy be witty, we shall trace something. Yes, sir, it was the subject. Sit here, then. Come, shake not, good pretty soul. Do not fear me. I'll not do thee wrong. Why do you look so on me? I have reasons. It puzzles my philosophy to think that the rude blast, hot sun, and dashing rains have made no fiercer war upon thy youth, nor hurt the bloom of that vermilion cheek. You weep too, do you not? Sometimes I do. I weep sometimes too. You're extremely young. Indeed. I've seen more sorrows far than years. Yet all these have not broken your complexion. You have a strong heart. And you're the happier. I warrant you're a very loving woman. A woman, sir? I fear he has found me out. He takes the boy for a woman. Mad again. You've met some disappointment. Some foul play has crossed your love. I read it on your face. You read a truth, then. Where can lie the fault? Is in the man or in some dissembling navy put in thrust? Oh. Have I hit the cause? You're not far off. This world is full of gosners. Very full. Young virgins must be wary in their ways. I know the Duke's son to do as great a knavery. Will you be ruled by me? Y yes. Gear yourself. To be a terror to the villain's conscience to the longest day he lives. By no means. What? Commit self-murder? Yes. I'll have it so. I fear his fit is returning. Take heed of all hands. Sir, do you want anything? Thou liest. Thou canst not hurt me. I am proof against farther wrongs. Steal close behind me, lady. I will avenge thee. Thank the heavens. I'm free. Oh, treacherous base Enrique. Have I caught thee? Help, help, good neighbors. He will kill me else. Oh. Here thou shalt pay thy heart blood for the wrongs thou heaped upon this head. Stop! Faith breaker. Uh. Villain. Uh. I'll suck Please. thy lifeblood. Uh. Good sir, have patience. This is no Enrique. Well, let him slink the court and hide the coward. Not all his father's guards shall shield him there, or if he prove too strong for mortal arm, I shall solicit every saint in heaven to lend me vengeance. I stop! All about it straight. The wrathful element shall wage this war. Fury shall haunt him. Vultures gnaw on his heart. And nature pour forth all her stores of plagues to join in punishment of trust betrayed. Go thy ways, and a vengeance go with thee. Pray, feel my nose. Is it fast, neighbors? Oh, tis as well as may be. He pulled at it as he would have dragged a bullock backward by the tail. And had been some men's nose that I know, neighbors. Who knows where it had been now? He has given me such a devilish dash o'er the mouth that I feel I shall never whistle to my sheep again. Then they'll make holiday. Come, shall we go? For I fear if the youth return, our second course will be much more against our stomachs. Walk you whore. I will but give my boy some short instructions, and I'll follow straight. We'll crash the cup together. 
pray, do not linger. I will not, sirs. This must not be a pie. His voice means just to everything he does, savor of soft and female delicacy. He but puts on this seeming, and his garb speaks him of such a rank as well persuades me he plays the swain rather to cloak some purpose than forced by a need. I've waited long to mark the end he has in his disguise, but am not perfect in it. The madman's coil has driven him shaking hence. These fears betray him. If he prove right, I'm happy. Oh, he's here. Come hither, boy. Where did you leave the flock, child? Grazing below, sir. What does he mean to stroke one on the cheek so? I hope I am not betrayed. Have you learnt the whistle yet, and when to fold? And how to make the dog bring in the strayers? Time, sir, will furnish me with all these rules. My will is able, but my knowledge is weak, sir. That's a good child. Why dost thou blush, my boy? Tis certainly a woman. Speak, my boy. Heaven, how I tremble. It is unusual to me to <coughs> find such kindness at a master's hand. That am um, a poor boy, every way unable unless it be in prayers to merit it. Besides, I've often heard old people say too much indulgence makes boys rude and saucy. Are you so cunning? How as I shake with fire and measure every piece of youth about me. <clears throat> the youths want water, sir. Shall I drive down to the cisterns? Shall I make haste, sir? Would I were five miles from him. How oh, he grapes me. Come, come. All this is not sufficient, child, to make a fool of me. This is a fine hand. A delicate fine hand. Never change color, you understand me. And a woman's hand. You are strangely out. Yet, if I were a woman, I know you are so honest and so good that though I wore disguises for some ends, you would not wrong me. Come, you're made for love. Will you comply? I'm madder with this talk. There's nothing you can say can take my edge off. Oh, but do quench these foul affections in you that, like base thieves, have robbed you of your reason, and I will be a woman, and begin so sad a story that if there be aught of humane in you or a soul that's gentle, you cannot choose but to pity my lost youth. No stories now. Kill me directly, sir. As you have any goodness, take my life. Ho, shepherd! Will you hear, sir? What falling rogue is that of the devil's name? <laughs> Blessings upon him, whatsoever he be. Good even, my friend. I thought you all had been asleep in this country. You had lied, then, for you were waking when you thought so. I thank you, sir. I pray be covered. Tis not so much worth, sir. Was that thy boy ran crying? Yes. What, then? Why dost thou beat him so? To make him grow. A pretty medicine. Thou canst not tell me the way to the next nunnery. How do you know that? Yes, I can tell you. But the question is whether I will or no. And indeed, I will not. What a brute fellow's this. Are they all thus? My brother Enrique tells me by his letters 
The mistress of his soul not far from hence hath taken sanctuary, from which he prays my aid to bring her back. From what Camilla hinted, I wear some doubts. Here tis appointed that we should meet. It must be here. Tis so. He comes. Now, brother, what's this post-haste business you hurry me about? Some wenching matter. My letter told you, sir. Tis true. It tells me that you've lost a mistress whom your heart bleeds for. But the means to win her from her close life, I take it, is not mentioned. You're ever in these troubles. Noble brother, I own I have too freely given a scope to youth's intemperate heat and rash desires. But think not that I would engage your virtues to any cause wherein my constant heart attended not my eye. Till now my passions reigned in my blood, ne'er pierced into my mind. But I'm a convert grown to purest thoughts, and must in anguish spend my days to come if I possess not her. So much I love. The means? She's in a cloister, is she not? Within whose walls to enter as we are will never be. Few men but friars come there, which we shall never make. If that would do it, I would make anything. Are you so hot? I'll serve him, be it but to save his honor. To feign a corpse. By the mass it shall be so. We must pretend we do transport a body, as Twortu's funeral. And coming late by, Cravenites leave to rest the hearse in the convent. That be our course. For to such charity, strict zeal and custom of the house give way. And opportune, a vacant hearse passed by from rites but new performed. This for a price we'll hire to put our scheme in act. Oh, Gerald. Aye, senor. When we're once lodged, the means of her conveyance by safe and secret force with ease will compass. But brother, know my terms. If that your mistress will to the world come back, and she appear an object worthy in our father's eye, woo her, and win her. But if his consent keep not pace with your purpose... Doubt it not. I've looked not with a common eye, but chose a noble virgin, who to make her so has all the gifts of heaven and earth upon her. If ever woman yet could be an angel, she is the nearest. Well, a lover's praise feasts not a common ear. Now... To our plot, we shall bring night in with us. Good sir, compose yourself. Oh, Leonora, that heaven had made thee stronger than a woman. How happy I had been. He's calm again. I'll take this interval to work upon him. These wild and solitary places serve but feed your pain. Let better reason guide you, and quit this forlorn state that yields no comfort. Hark! A sound from heaven. Do you hear nothing? This is a strange place to hear music in. I am often visited with these sweet airs. The spirit of some hapless man that died and left his love hidden a faithless woman. Fond echo, forego thy light strain. 
and heedfully hear a lost maid. Go tell the false ear of the swain how deeply his vows have betrayed. Go, tell him what sorrows I bear. See, yet if his heart feel my woe, tis now he must heal my despair, or death will make pity too slow. See how his soul strives in him. This sad strain has searched him to the heart. Excellent sorrow. You never loved. <sighs> no. Peace. And learn to grieve, then. Is not this heavenly? I never heard the like, sir. I tell you, my good friends, but pray. Say nothing. I am strangely touched with this. The heavenly sound diffuses a sweet peace through all my soul. But y y yet I wonder. What new sad companion grief has brought hither to outbid my sorrows? Stand off, stand off, stand off, friends, it, it appears. How much more frightful are these craggy mountains and these wild trees than things of nobler natures? For these receive my plaints and mourn again in many echoes to me. All good people are fallen asleep forever. None are left that have the sense and touch of tenderness for virtue's sake. No, scarce their memory, from whom I may expect to counsel and fears, these to complainings or redress of wrongs. This is a moving sorrow, but say nothing. What dangers have I run, and what insults exposed to this ruin of myself, full mischief on that soul spotted hind, my vicious master. Who would have thought that such poor worms as they, whose best feed is coarse bread, whose beverage water should have so much rank blood? I shake all over and blush to think what had become of me if that good man had not relieved me from him. Since she is not Leonora, she is heavenly. When she speaks next, listen as seriously as women do that have their loves at sea, what wind blows every morning. I cannot get this false man's memory out of my mind. You maidens that shall live to hear my mournful tale when I am ashes, be wise. And to an oath, no more give credit to tears, to vows, false both or anything a man should promise than to clouds that now bear such a pleasing shape and now are nothing. Valor, justice, discretion, honesty, and all they covet to make them seeming saints are but the wiles by which these sirens lure us to destruction. Do you not weep now? I could drop into a fountain for her. She weeps extremely. Let her weep. Tis well, her heart will break else. Great sorrows live in tears. No false, Henrique. <laughs> and oh, thou fool, forsaken Violante, whose belief and childish love have made thee so. Go, <laughs> die. For there is nothing left thee now to look for that can bring comfort but a quiet grave. There, all the miseries I have long felt, and those to come, shall sweetly sleep together. Fortune, 
may guide that false Enrique hither to weep repentance over my pale, dead course and cheer my wandering spirit with those loved obsequies. Stay! Lady, stay! Can it be possible that you are Violante? Violante? lost name, spoken by one that needs must know my fortunes, has taken much fear from me. Who are you, sir? For, sure, I am that hopeless Violante. And I, as far from any earthly comfort that I know yet, the much-wronged Julio. Julio? I once was thought so. If the cursed Enrique had the power to change you to a boy, my lady... Should not that mischief make me anything that have an equal share in all the miseries his crimes have flung upon us? I know it. And pardon me, I could not know your virtues before your griefs. Methought, when we last met, the accent of your voice struck my ear like something I had known. But floods of sorrow drowned the remembrance. If you'll please to sit, since... I have found a suffering true companion, and give me hearing. I will tell you something of Leonora that may comfort you. Blessings upon thee. Henceforth I protest never to leave thee. If heaven say amen, but soft. Let's shift our ground. Guide our sad steps to some remoter gloom, where, undisturbed, we may compare our woes. Dwell upon the table of mutual injuries till our eyes run o'er and we infect each other with fresh sorrows. Talk you of comfort. Tis the food of fools, and we are none on't but indulge despair. So, warm with griefs, steal to the cave of death. And in a sigh, Give up our last breath. The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show, presents Episode 4 of Double Falsehood by William Shakespeare. Featuring the voice talents of Russell Gold as the Master of the Flocks, W. Keith Timms and Kendra Murray as the Shepherds, Abigail Eliza as Violante, Chase Greenlee as Julio, Jeff Robinson as Enrique, Joshua Kibbe as Harald, and Alex Graw and Cindy Woods as the Nobles. Dramaturgy and audio adaptation by Morgan Z. Soul. Directed by Adam Blanford and Jeff Robinson. Featuring the songs Tristeza by Pepe Sanchez and Al Andalus by Silverman Sound at silvermansound.com. All other music by Josh Molin at thetoonpeddler.com. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2022. Pendant Productions. For more information, visit pendantaudio.com. Thanks for listening.